0: I love the smell of napalm in the morning, like... Victory!
1: Hey listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews. It's your host Samboy, and this week we've got a great episode. Have we got a movie for you? This week's flashback, with, I'm taking it back to 1970. Oh shit, one No, three. <laughs> 1973. To a time when horror genre actually meant something, where there was production value, stories, character development. Um basically when they actually cared we're going to be discussing probably I will not say an iconic film in an iconic genre film but an iconic f- film full stop it's a film that has a director's cut it's a film that has a theatrical version it's a film that has a mainstream following it's a film that is I would say controversial and at the same time, widely praised. It's 1973's *The Exorcist*. With me to discuss, to discuss all things Captain Howdy is our lovable sidekick, Phones. How are you, Phony? There is no
0: Phony in here. Only Pazuzu. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. How you going?
1: Well, let's say <laughs> in this first one, mate. So get your continuity correct.
0: But dude, there's been like. I don't know how many of these movies. I think my continuity is correct now, son.
1: Um, so I'll be blunt. Well,
0: Captain Captain Howdy says hello. All right. I'll be all blunt. Right?
1: I only give a fuck about the first one. I do not care about Legion. I do not care about Exorcist Three. I do not care about the prequel movie. I do not care about the TV show. All that's garbage. <laughs> I love,
0: I love, I love how I love, I love how you said I don't care about Legion. I don't care about Exorcist Three. Like Exorcist 3 is Legion um, and I love how the entire time you were going on you were like I, you never mentioned the heretic which is um, Exorcist 2 which is like the worst movie of all time. The I worst!
1: Did, I don't care about the TV show <laughs> I do not care about anything all I care about is this film. Now what we're going to do listeners will talk about this film front up and then maybe at the end of it Uh, Of this episode, phony can take you down a a quick sort of uh, memory lane of what happened next and the sequels and the TV shows and the prequels that this sort of thing spawned. Oh, Um, mate, if if I feel like it, you know, I'm no pressure. Certainly not from me. It's been a long. It's been a long day. Certainly not from me. It's been a long day, you know. Now, good movie. I thought you're thinking. You're thinking, Sam. Why the hell are you doing a horror movie? You hate the genre. You despise the genre. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's because this is this is not only a genre film, like I said. This film surpasses being a genre film. This film is iconic cinema, okay? It is not a movie, it's a film. It is fucking next level in terms of um, being not only, I guess, the first... Would you say this is the first horror movie that actually took itself seriously... But at the same time, you weren't sort of rolling your eyes at at, at itself, taking it seriously, if that made sense?
0: No, it, it makes sense what you're saying, but I won't say it's the first horror movie to take itself seriously. I think it's the first horror movie to finally push the actual boundaries of what is horror. Because previous to this, I mean, you had films like Psycho, which was cutting edge Horror.
1: That's
0: true. That's but true. look, right. yeah, look, that's true. you know, look back at Psycho, you know, and you know, you look at it now. Obviously, it's a very tame film. You look at it then, and it was definitely something. But
1: uh, yeah. now, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got
0: me there. You got me there. Hands up. You got me. I, 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 I mean, horror is my thing. Horror is my thing. <laughs> but then you've got, but now you have got the Exorcist, right? And it's like, ooh, baby, you know, something's never ever been seen before like yeah there's been possessions there's been zombies there's been snakes on a plane there's been all these things but yes that was a joke audience don't kill me but there's never ever ever been something as visceral as shocking as downright sacrilegious as this movie
1: sacrilegious and nutritious um (laughs) and nutritious um listen listeners My personal opinion about the genre, there's probably three horror films that are worth a shit, the rest can all go in the bin. Alright? Number one, Evil Dead. Okay? Evil Dead 2, to me, is not a horror film because it has a lot of sort of slapstick black comedy, so I I find it more of a black comedy film. But, Evil Dead. Number two, and this is mainly because I love the director, Halloween. Alright? Because that brought in the fucking slasher, dynamic, psycho, walking the streets. But number three, and I'd say this is probably the most important one, is The Exorcist. So The Exorcist, for those who don't know, you're about to get schooled. came out in 1973. It came from a director who had just made The French Connection, which everybody was creaming over. It's an okay film by today's standards, but it was a film that was very nitty gritty, fucking balls to the wall New York in the 70s. And trust me, New York in the 70s was a shithole. Um, You had the Bronx burning down, you you had street gangs, violence, um, you had trash everywhere, the the actual New York City had no money, so everything was dilapidated and just crumbling. And and in amongst all that, you had a heroin epidemic, you had um, Vietnam War, you had fucking all all this police corruption. It's, It's such a good film. Off the heels of that, I think the director's name is, help me out here, Phony... William something. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. William, Sorry, man. I was just... Uh, William Friedman or something?
0: It is. It is William Friedkin or William. Friedkin.
1: Okay.
0: Produ- produced Willy by Boy. William Peter Blatty.
1: Old Willy Boy. He re- comes <laughs> up. He gets this book. This book is called The Exorcist. Uh, I forget the author. I've actually read the book as well. This is how much I love the movie. I read the book. And
0: Oof. this book... Oof, it's sorry, Sam, it's based on The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty, who's also yeah. the producer.
1: Yeah. So the book is a mega hit. Uh, it's probably, I think, reg- I think it's regarded as a as a fine piece of literature, not like a Pulp Fusion sort of throwaway novel. So it's actually, yeah, it's a good book. Uh, the director has a hard time getting this thing cast because of the content of the book. And at the time, you didn't in the 70s, you didn't make a movie about um, he certainly didn't make a movie with a C-bomb in it, let's put that out there, but he definitely didn't make a movie about uh, pre-pubescent teenage, or not even teenage, 12-year-old girls getting possessed by a demon. Mm. <laughs> he goes around, so what he does is he casts it full of unknowns, Warner Brothers aren't happy, the production goes way over budget, there's a lot of accidents, um, uh, Reagan, I think, what's her name, The Linda Blair, She goes through, I think, two major accidents. Phony, what is your first memory of The Exorcist? Well, let me take you back to a
0: time when young Phony was just a little boy, man. Um, I was, uh, my first memory of The Exorcist was in the year 2000. In the year 2000! There's a Conan O'Brien reference for everybody. Um... So uh I think in the year two thousand Okay, sorry mate. <laughs> and I'm fired. I think in the year uh two thousand they re released the Exorcist uh to cinemas with yep. extra um yep. extra footage. So it was stuff that was like too um offensive for the ages to be released when it when it got released in theaters. Um there was some extra stuff in there like the spider walk, um I think some more added on to the ending as well. Um so yeah it was re-released in cinemas and uh, my memory was sitting in my lounge room and the um the, the trailer for the exorcist the re-release came on the TV and I had nightmares about Reagan um possessed for months up until I, and and it's an iconic image, iconic like you everyone knew the girl from the exorcist everyone knew up until i watched scary movie 2 and they spoofed the exorcist and then i was like oh now i have to watch this because the spoof was just so funny i was like i actually have to see the real movie finally when i was 15 sam 15 that's how long it took Uh, i'm 30 this is half yeah half my life ago so 31 now 15 i uh got a copy um, because it was really hard to get a copy back then. I had to get, I think mum had to hire it for me because the video store wouldn't let me hire it. <laughs> um, <laughs> weird. Um, and I sat down in my study and I watched this movie from, from start to end. And uh, yeah, man, it gave me nightmares for a long time. That's, that's, I guess that's a long, long-winded answer. But yeah, my first impression, man, was just the iconic imagery of this film just ingraining itself into my brain. What about you?
1: I like you I reckon I was a bit younger. So how how am I two years old are you or one?
0: Yeah, two years. Two, two years.
1: years. See see it came out I remember it I remember it coming out um, at the movies, uh, the re-release with all the additional effects. Um, however, I don't remember going to the movies to see it, and I would have been if you were 15. No, there's no way I saw this at 17. I saw it when I was younger.
0: Would've. No, 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 no. I so so fast-forwarded. So I was about. Oh, okay. I think I was uh, 11 years old in 2000 when it when it got re-released. So I was a little boy, and then fast-forward, I didn't get a chance to watch it till I was 15.
1: Because I was going to say, I reckon I was 12 when I saw this. Or thirteen. They're my more than likely, yeah. Because my mum, I actually hired this for us, as one of the first times in my life my mum <laughs> being cool. Like you know how my you know my mum right? She's not cool, right? She's not a cool mum. Like she's a, like she, she's cool,
0: she's cool, she's cool, but she's not she's not she's not cool. <laughs> you know <laughs> no, when you're she's growing not up, she's not the cool one. You know she's yeah. not down with the clown. She's
1: not down. To, <laughs> she's not down down to jam, right? But she yeah. actually hired this film for us. And she said, look, this is a scary movie, but I think you should see it. And I remember watching it. And she I remember we had <laughs> to—we started it at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And then um, we kind of progressed and it got night. Um, and then it kind of got dark. And I remember like, because we didn't have lights on because it was afternoon, it went dark and then got dark. And the ending... How especially the framing of the ending and then how the ending was shot, it just got creepier and creepier and creepier. And I just remember that it was one of my memories. That it just got scarier and scarier and scarier. But I wasn't really terrified by it, but man, it's one of the things that the imagery is so fucking pulver uh yeah pulver no pulverizing. What's the word? Striking. It's so um mm-hmm. impression like because it's such a distinct impression. Particularly the subliminal messaging or, or subliminal imaging of the um of the scene of the, the white demon face uh, that pops up um a mm. couple of times actually in the film. It is something that sort of sticks in your mind forever. But ultimately because these special effects in some scenes look very fucking hokey <laughs> like by today's standards, it's not it's not that scary. Like I didn't really feel scared. And strangely enough, I've also been pretty comforted by um, the two priests, um, Dr. Damien Karras and um, Father Mm Merrin. For some reason, I felt that their presence in the film and the fact that they ultimately won, I just felt very reassured in Catholicism I don't know it was weird and I've I I still today have an unrational love for um Dr. Damien Karras and his portrayal of that character by uh the actor Jason Miller who was who wasn't even an actor when he was cast he was a playwright who just got cast in this role and fucking nailed it man absolutely nailed it uh nominated for an Oscar as well so perhaps let's talk about the plot um so, it's set in the 70s, um... Well, no, is it? Yeah, I think maybe late 60s or yeah, 70s.
0: No, I'm pretty sure it's... I'm pretty sure it's of the time, isn't it?
1: Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure you're right. Uh, it's set in, um... Uh, Washington, Georgetown in particular. Um... Uh, the lead character is called, uh... Chris McNeil, who is an actress. She's... A, and she's doing a movie in, in, in Washington. Um... She's hired a house in Georgetown um, and she's pretty much living on location with her 12-year-old daughter, Reagan, which is a weird name for a girl, but nonetheless. And the film is uh, pretty much being directed by a sort of a drunk director, I guess. Uh, His name is Burke. Over sequence of events, Things get creeper and creeper in the house. Reagan finds a, a Ouija board. What's it called? Is it Ouija board?
0: Ouija board, mate. Yeah. Ouija board. Not a yeah. not a jar board, a Ouija board. A Ouija board.
1: And she believes that she's contacting ghosts of the house. And uh, she names the friend Captain Howdy. And um, Chris sort of... <gasps> Chris sort of, you know, puts this aside as just a, a kid being a kid sort of shit. But then Reagan sort of, after a long series of events starts to act stranger and stranger and stranger and stranger. She starts using really obscene language. It's, um, is really abnormally strong. Uh, she is, um, I guess there's, like, weird sort of, like, poltergeist sort of, um, things happening in her room. Her bed it starts shaking violently, and shit starts flying at night. Uh, there's
0: weird... She goes, she goes through all these, um, she goes through all these 1970s, um, <clears throat> physicals and uh, brain matter scans and all this type of stuff to, uh, you know, see what is wrong with her. But they keep coming back healthy and healthy.
1: There is um, a uh, weird noises in the attic that Chris thinks are rats, and she she sends her her, her Carl up to, uh, put rats um, uh, yeah, rat traps out there. But he says there's no rats in there. There's no rats in the attic. Um. And basically, these things get really loose around the house. Same time, well, we have Father Karas. Now, Father Karas is—I think he's Polish, Polish, or he could be. um, I'm pretty sure he's Eastern European descent. In the book, I'm pretty sure he says Polish. I might—I might be wrong about that. But um, he is living in Washington, and he has a sick. Ailing mother who is in um, New York, and she lives by herself, and she's fragile, and she pretty much just sits at home all day listening to the radio. And Karis is having a crisis of faith. He does not believe he is a good priest. He does not believe he's not certain that he believes in God. He is the church's best psychologist. He has been trained in Harvard and Yale and all those sorts of places. He's, I think, his role is actually to help. Priests who are having a crisis of faith through psychology. I might be wrong about that as well, but I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing in Washington. Um, he's well really, he's well well regarded uh, in the church. He's not really uh, in a position of authority as such, but he is up there, so to speak. He has a uh, he's he's sort of like the number one guy when it comes to psychology in the Roman Catholic Church in America of America, maybe. Um he's he wants to be closer to his mum and he wants to help his mum. His mum won't move to washington um and he feels guilty about that I think at I would say i reckon it's almost two thirds of the way into the film to be honest. his mother is um he's put into a mental hospital by her brother who says that she is talking to the radio and acting strange and shortly thereafter he dies now character visits her in the mental hospital and she loses it at him saying why have you put me in this place why have you put me in this place and his last memory of his mother is that confrontation so he's riddled with guilt because he's in a job that he doesn't really believe in he's away from his mother and i think his uncle makes the point that if he was if he wasn't in the church, he would be in Manhattan and probably be like the world's most renowned psychologist in Manhattan and his mother would be in a swanky apartment in Park Avenue. So he's got a lot of guilt going on that like he, he couldn't have—he could really financially help his mom. He couldn't physically help his mom because he's too far away and he feels, I guess, partially at blame for her dying alone. So you got that. Now, loosely threaded uh, is also Father Merritt. Father Marin is a old school veteran Catholic priest. He is an archaeologist. He the film opens with him digging um, at a digs at a dig site in uh, I think it's Iraq. Is it Iraq, fans? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And he digs up an amulet. Um, of a demon. I don't really know what city Correct. of the amulet
0: is <clears throat> in, the ancient, in the ancient Iraq city of Hatra. What's
1: the um amulet?
0: Um, the amulet that resembles Pazuzu, a demon of ancient origins with whose history Merrin is familiar. So, yeah, there you go. Huh. He finds... Yeah, so he finds the amulet that resembles Pazuzu. <clears throat> I believe the amulet was also found... Um, at the murder scene of Burke as well. Um, let me just... Uh, you just keep rolling with the plot and I
1: will double-check okay. that. Uh, so, cut back to Chris and Regan. Um, one night, Chris is having a, a dinner party for her fancy Hollywood friends and, and whatnot. Um, and... Uh, Reagan comes downstairs and she's meant to be asleep, but she comes downstairs and she tells one of the guests that, um, who I think is an astronaut, that he will die out in space. Yeah, correct. And then she begins to piss on the floor in front of everybody. Later that night, her bed shakes. Um, so her, her mother's getting really freaked out, right? So that leads to, as Fanny said, a chain of events that she goes through all this testing, and they actually show a real medical procedure of the time when they had to um, tap into someone's artery in the neck, I think. For a um, series of x rays to give the, I think it's to dye of the blood with that, you know, that radiation stuff. And they show the blood splitting out. So this film doesn't hold back. Um, and basically, the doctors are like, well, they think it's for psychologicals. They think she's got issues. So they give her uh, Ritalin or whatever, some medication to um, calm her down. Things deteriorate further and further and further. And it's actually the doctors that point Chris to go get a priest and consider an exorcism, because the, none of this is making any sense. She is healthy, but her mental, her mentally, there's no, there's no explanation for why she's acting, for her behavior. You know, I mean, psychologists and doctors can determine, you know, through brain scans and whatnot. Why people act certain, certain like in certain ways, and there's nothing that indicates she has any of those symptoms uh anything at all so the lauren but lo and behold, she comes in contact with uh Dr Damien Carris now this is where things get juicy, ladies and gentlemen, this is when things get juicy Karen uh, sorry, does not believe in exorcism. he says nobody knows how to do it, nobody's done it in ages there's a strong likelihood that your daughter is just split personality or something along those lines. um, Skritzofinik, I think he thinks she is. Um, But (laughs) there's one thing that makes him change his mind. He goes and visits Reagan, And this is after an impassionate uh, um, plea by Chris, who gives a um, the actress gives a really profound performance in that scene. She pleads with him, pleads with him. You have to see my kid. Like doctors have fucking said, have they? Have they given up? And they've pointed to you. And now you're telling me to go get another doctor. So everyone's just giving up. Please. He goes there. He goes to see Reagan. Reagan's in bed, and basically, he, the demon brings up a reference to Karis's recently deceased mother. And that is sort of the trigger point to get Karis more involved. And through a series of events or interactions, Karis believes that an exorcism is warranted. Now, I'm trying to give you the bridge version here. There's actually a lot more in each scene to unpack, but like, fuck, we haven't got all night, right? So, uh,
0: so just uh, just before we don't have all night, so just quickly, uh, <clears throat> quickly did a little bit. And um, I did think this. So the statue that the uh, lieutenant found um, at the death scene of Burke uh, is one of Reagan's artworks. because She makes those figurines oh, and stuff.
1: That. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> and the figurine, <laughs> yeah. the figurine is in resemblance of that Pazuzu statue which Karen found at the beginning. That and uh, not Karen is it Karen? Oh fucking hell. Marin, what the priest, this, the old Karen's, one. Karen's, man. My- No, no, no. Karis was was um, a young one. Marin. Uh, There. Marin. Thank you. Marin.
1: Marin.
0: (sighs) Sorry, guys. I love this movie. Anyway, Marin found it at the beginning of the movie, and then the statue does come back in silhouette form when the demon has finally shown itself during that awesome, awesome silhouette dance, mesmerizing Ooga Booga scene. My God. Anyway, continue with your
1: uh so I bridginess. Think it's a, pivotal, a pivotal plot point, which is more emphasised in the book than it is in the movie. In the in the book, there's actually quite a, a a actual big plot point that's not really touched upon in the movie. So Burke, I brought up Burke. Why did I bring up Burke? Because um, during the uh, Reagan's um, deterioration or perceived deterioration, um, Burke visits. Uh, the household uh, and Chris is actually out at the time. Um, so Bert is, I think, oh, no, he's actually babysitting, sorry, he's actually babysitting and um, Regan is heavily sedated so she's kind of meant to be out of it. Anyway, long story short, Chris returns home and she has sees all this commotion and um, I think it's the housekeeper that lets them know that, no, is it maybe their assistant? I'm not sure. One of the two lets them know that Bert actually died because he, he had falled out, he fell out the window um, at, it's kind of implied at the at the time that it was an accident because he was drunk, and it's quite obviously something a drunk could do: go to a person's bedroom, see a window, push through the window. But what you later like, what you later like find out is that the lieutenant investigating the 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 death of Burke reveals more information that um, Burke's neck had been twisted 360 degrees. And he, and oh, crack a lack. The detective said that it's possible that that occurred in the fall because they fell out the window, landed on a steep staircase and then proceeded to roll down the staircase. So it's possible that could have happened. But more logical would have been that a very strong person did that and that he actually died of that injury and then was pushed out the window to make it look like he fell and was an accident, right? So the Lieutenant asked to see, see the room but she Chris protecting her daughter and realizing what her daughter had done, says no, she's sick. Now in the book, the main suspect is Carl, the housekeeper slash driver, or um, but that's never really touched upon. The detective then kind of goes away and comes back at the end. Mm. But the point I think of of introducing the detective is that it's it's that kind of that point. It's actually a pivotal point in the film. Chris knows what. Um, Reagan has done because the day before Regan had um, was oh this is pretty intense she was basically having an episode where she was shoving a crucifix into her vagina and saying F- <laughs> this is really hard to <laughs> fuck me Jesus fuck me her mother came into the room she then closed the door Regan used the demon used the power then closed the door put a chair behind the door, locking Chris in the room. She then grabbed Chris's head to her vagina and shoved it in her vagina, giving her blood all over her face. She then threw Chris across the room and launched furniture at Chris. So Chris knows that Reagan has one, super strength, and two, there's some weird, bullshit, bizarre powers occurring in that room. So, the murder of Burke, which is a bit it's a bit weird that you put your friend in that situation. Like, why the fuck would you go out? I guess she went out to go find help, or I think she went out to actually speak to um, the doctor, perhaps. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, she was she was out speaking to a doctor, but also in her defence, this was before. This was when she was still having medical like medical episodes yeah. that. So she thought um, all of the stuff you just spoke about happened after oh, did it? Um, Burke's death. So. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, sorry. Okay,
1: yeah. I'm giving the time i confused. But, I mean, she, the point is, she knew that her daughter was capable of this because of all the shit that had been happening to that moment. So, back to what I was talking about before, if you can keep up, that's great. If you can't, sorry, sorry, I'm giving such a bad plot out one. But,
0: um, hey, just go watch the movie, all right? Why are you listening to the podcast?
1: Merrin, <laughs> the thing that convinces Merrin is, um, through conversing with Reagan, is that, and he records the conversations. Reagan speaks Latin, and she has no, no real, she never knew Latin before. She knew about his mother's death. She knew about, um... Shit, there was something else she knew about. That he was, oh yeah, that's right, he was a priest in, sort of, in crisis of his faith. She she, uh, spoke English but backwards. Um and weird shit happened was happening around her where she was opening drawers and stuff
0: um, the final the final nail in that belief belief coffin because Karis is a priest um that obviously it, <clears throat> that has been losing faith and his faith slipped right off after the death of his mum. And he was brought into this and he came in as a psychologist and he wanted to make that very clear. So he got all this information, but he wasn't convinced because he threw little ploys in there. Like, while that was all happening with the Latin and the words backwards in English, he got holy water. And he splashed this holy water on Reagan and she started acting out. She started flipping out. And what ended up happening, it wasn't holy water. He said it was just tap water. He didn't bless it. So he's finding ways out even though it's so obvious like no man like she's possessed dude like you got to be a priest right now not a psychologist what's the matter with you then later uh the assistant calls him over doesn't want chris to know gets him upstairs the room is freezer temperature because i actually got freezer fans to do this is kind of cool it goes in room's freezing right the assistant opens up her um, nighty nightgown, to reveal her stomach, and then the stomach has, oh, I think it's Help Me, ridden on her stomach from the inside, pushing up out of the stomach, and that appears in front of him, and then that's when he's like, oh, snap, we've got to get this demon out. However, during the exorcist scene, which comes not long after this, all this evidence and everything like that, He's still trying to convince himself. He wants to talk to uh, Father Marin, yeah, but when he comes in, he's like, Listen, uh, I want to give you a bit of background. Yeah, I think yeah, there's, there's three hard,
1: personalities. Before we get to that, before we get to that, before we get to that. We're
0: there! I, I got I the got
1: interview, uh, interview, uh, interview. So he decides to help because okay. he, he believes that her soul's in danger. He goes to the church. The church then said, Well, who's going to perform the exorcism? They take his word seriously because it's coming from Karras and they, uh, they agree that it's probably best not to have too many people involved um, and they agree they allow to let Karras perform their ceremony or ritual sorry but they want to have someone more experienced as well so they then get Meryn um, involved. Merrin, who is the titular exorcist, who had previously performed an exorcism in 1950. Um, they reference him pretty much being put out to pasture. He's pretty much just writing books. Um, they question whether he, if he's still up to it. Turns out he wasn't in the end. Um, but yet they decide he needs to be in the room involved due to his experience. Now, Merrin, you don't really have a lot of insight into this character because you've only seen him for 10 minutes at the beginning of the film. When he's called to the house, the score hits in. The scenery hits in. The mist and the fog of the evening. There's a taxi cab driving through Georgetown. It's dark. It's it's fucking eerie. And then you see a silhouette underneath a lampshade facing a house. And that's how you get this, the, uh, I guess, the screenshot for the poster. Marin the aka The Exorcist, is here to fuck shit up. I like to think um, what makes this film so good is the imagery and the, I guess, metaphor and the way it uses uh, its cinematography, in particular the shadows. But that image people often refer to, it's like um, an angel descending from the clouds fucking, you know, he's going to do the job. So, as funny mentioned your point before, Karis, still a man of, of science, wants to discuss the case with Merrin and say this is what's been happening. Merrin ain't got time for that bullshit because he knows there is only one demon. He is a devil. He's a trickster. He's a manipulator. He doesn't have time for that. They need to start this ASAP. It's the person's soul is at stake. So, um, Merrin Us for some particular garments, uh, holy water, a tabernacle, um, a couple crucifixes. And pretty much, this is, I reckon, would you say this is the last half hour in the film? When actually sort of, the film just keeps building and building and building and building to this point. Um, Would you say that the exorcism is actually the actual ritual? Is only, what, the last 20 minutes? Last 30
0: minutes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, man. It, It feels... It goes so quick, but it definitely is at least 20, 20 to 30 minutes.
1: Mm. All right, fire away. Take it away, Fates. Take away, the ceremony. What happens in the ceremony?
0: Oh, mate, they just kick some demon ass! No. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, during the ceremony, I mean, uh, so as I touched upon before, um, uh, Karis was still you know, trying to convince himself that, nah, this demon ain't real, man. It's just, uh, there's a lot of multiple personalities and that type of stuff. And, and as you just said, Marin was like, nah, we got to get in it. So they get in it. Um, man, that demon, as Warned, starts playing games and that demon knows who the weak link is. Um, all of their attacks, all the demon's attacks. Yeah, there was some, you know, spitting on on uh, Marin and that type of stuff, but all the mind, mind trickery and everything like that. Um, was all faced at Karras. Um And it, it was just like, you know, you got two priests holding crucifixes, intense acting, intense just drama nonstop. It was action without action i guess you know like your stereotypical like explosions and that type of stuff you know it was all filmed in one bedroom you know walls were cracking things were breaking holy water was being thrown vomit was coming out of mouths man it was a roller coaster ride all from a bed in a bedroom it was just intense so as they're doing this as i said uh captain howdy man Holds no punches. Goes straight for the boxer. The boxer's Karis. He's, he's built like a boxer. That was in the movie. Uh, comes at him with all these mother references. Your mother's in hell with us. She's here, down here, you know. Um, and, then, and then actually takes form of his mother uh, sitting on a bed when Karis uh, makes a mistake of going in alone for it, just a brief minute. And he snaps. He loses it. You know, you're not my mother. He's freaking out. So he gets booted out of the room by Marin. He's like, nah, you need to go, man. You need to go. This demon's got you. The demon got him, all right, because that was Marin's downfall. We don't Aaron, know what he happens. The carous,
1: he said, at the start, before they went into the room, and the fucking the lighting of that staircase is so good. It's like, it's just pitch black. Yeah, it's pretty I, I don't know why they don't have more lighting. I'll just have the house lit up. But anyway... The lighting of that is so good. The cinematography—it's just phenomenal. Um, basically, he says yep. Aaron says to Karis, "You do not listen to him. You do not take any words that he says or throws at you. you he is the devil. There. Okay. You are the Lord. Um, you're, you know, you're a messenger of the Lord. You have the faith. Your job is to make this guy see the um, light. And basically, do not get sucked in or." or um, Basically the demon's try to is he's a troll and he's trying to troll him to be rage rage out and yeah. the, whole point 100%. This, the whole point of um of this exorcism, right? You're thinking, well, why doesn't the demon just jump into another body? Well no, the demon demon says it. He says he wants to fucking stay in Reagan until this till the girl rots, pretty much. Um and you see her skin and all that deteriorate, she's got lacerations all over her face. She her condition's getting worse and worse and worse, so that's what she that's what the devil wants he wants to do this to this little girl to sort of i guess i mean he's a devil so he just wants to be vulgar and 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 fucking gross right so um and it's a it's a battle for the girl's soul, so they're fighting the devil, but they have to preserve the integrity of i guess the girl. 'Cause they want to save the girl's soul. So they can't like I know what people say, well, why don't you just sedate her, why don't you put in a straitjacket? It's 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 a tactical dance between the two. Like it really is about extracting the devil from this girl and getting him to go back to hell or wherever, whatever they're doing, right? Um
0: And the other thing too is you just said why don't they sedate her? I mean they did all of this already. Did. Yeah, they, they have they did, scene. and there was a scene where they hypnotized her and And they brought Pazuzu... Oh, sorry, because he wasn't named Pazuzu just yet. They brought Captain Howdy out. Like, the hypnotist was like, oh, well, if there's someone else in here, you might as well come on out. (laughs) And he grabs (laughs) the freaking hypnotist by the dick, man, and just, like, fucks him up. Like, they tried everything. Nothing's going to work. The only thing that's going to work is a good old-fashioned exorcist, man.
1: That's the scene that lets Chris know that her daughter's got that power because she grabs him by the dick and yeah, takes yeah, like, yeah. two men to get them off of her.
0: Off yeah, of her. she was beat. She, I think yeah. she slapped the other doctor yeah, around and right. shit as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the
1: yeah. Same. Yeah, sorry, you're right. I got my time. I was definitely confused. Um, all good, brother. But Merrin is a veteran. He's done this before. He he doesn't have time for all Karis's background. He he knows this is a devil, and to treat a devil, you have to do this ritual and um. Be fucking. I don't
0: know. Got to be tough, man. You, you got to be gotta resilient.
1: Be... You got to be like, just stick to the ritual. Do not, do not engage in conversation. And I completely forgot about that—that that they takes the form of Caris's mum, but he does.
0: Karis, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a scary scene,
1: man. Uh I can't. Even, I, I, to be honest, when I rewatched this, I didn't see the last ten minutes because I actually hate seeing Marin die. <laughs> I like, oh, yeah, I can't handle it, and I hate seeing what Caris death kills what? me. I fucking uh, it it's, tears me up. It's... it's actually one of the saddest things. I I just wanted Karis to live so badly. Oh. Um, he does. Oh, don't no, there is no. Secret. We'll get into it. <laughs> um. <laughs> so Karis, after a while, is like, "What the fuck?" I I can't remember. He doesn't. Does it go quiet, or he just doesn't hear? Like something happens. I mean, he goes, um. For when, 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 when Marin dies. Yeah, when Marin dies, I think it's a, why does he enter the room again?
0: oh uh, he he enters. A, so he goes downstairs, and you know Chris Chris asks him, "Is it over?" Mm. He goes, "No," and it's just like, you know, will my daughter, will she, you know, will she live? And he was like, "Of course." And then he was like, "All right, I got to get my game face on. I got to get back in there." Mm-hmm. He goes back in there. That's why he goes in because he's got now he's got the guilt of a mother that might lose her daughter and and he's just gonna what yeah, sit out room probably. and like go oh, nah let it happen nah hell no goes in there mirrors on the floor now it's stated he's got this heart condition he's very weak he's very old the actor himself at the time wasn't old at all uh, wasn't he was only forty something
1: yeah um, um, they and they got when they do the HD sort of upscale, so Max Van Sandal, Sandal, he is um he's a phenomenal actor. I love him. I love him and everything he's ever done. He um pa- passed away at
0: the age of ninety, by the way. So he, last you know year? he. <laughs> I think so. Pretty sure. Was it last year? It was. Year or it was year uh, fuck, was uh two six. Yeah. Was actually this year. It Was this year? But this year is the beginning man. of the fuck. It's twenty twenty.
1: Um, fuck twenty twenty. He he was yeah. As you said, he was forty. Uh yeah, he was forty. And and you actually kinda of tell the makeup. When I saw it, I was like, fuck, that actually really is really bad makeup. It's like he's got like grey paint on him. Like you know how they try to make people old through makeup in the seventies. It looks i the, the I'm telling you the makeup isn't great. It's a bit hokey by today's standards. But it actually yeah. does they in some scenes he looks old. And I reckon he looks old when it's just less makeup and it's actually daylight. But when he's in in the in the room and it's dark and it's night I don't know. It, it he was
0: really, it was really good. He was really good at acting old. Like, I believe that dude oh, yeah. was at least oh, yeah. eight years old, you know. Like, like uh, no, even older, man. Like, the way he acted. Like, yeah, his makeup. Back in the day, VHS and, you know, they could hide things on film and all that type of stuff. Yeah, it wasn't an issue. But, um, yeah, you're right. As soon as you boost that up, get a bit of high definition in that, which is one of the good things. I've got an older DVD, which is just kind of like a rip of the um, – uh, the standard definition mm. so it doesn't pop as much i only ever see and notice it when i watch clips on youtube of high hd you know like every Upscale now and then you know i like to watch yeah. yeah i like to watch some some of those clips so i uh, back on that because yep. you yeah. um yeah, exactly. yeah yeah you got torn up that, that's fair enough i'm just no, a heartless I bastard it.
1: i truly because i think it's because <laughs> it, because i sympathize with um caris so much like i identify like you know Fucking a man who is a bit lost, a bit doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. he's guilt because he wants to take care of his family. Um, I I I get this character. Um, mm, and getting getting deep on Full
0: Metal movie reviews, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I just I just feel so much sorrow when he because he's such an amoral guy. Like he's such a like that's what a pre like the two, the two priests they give you so much comfort because they are pretty much. Yeah, they you know what I mean, they're not like today's bullshit anti-hero Fucking, I do bad things. But no, they,
0: they're I'm genuine. Sure. They generally, they genuinely care about about who they're trying to protect. I mean, Marin genuinely cared about <coughs> about Reagan, and only knew her for you know the ten minutes he was trying to get the He's demon out of it. Didn't know her before. Yep. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent, and
1: so that's why I can't. So, not
0: because it's so, scary. Well, take... he just, he just,
1: I don't, I
0: don't <laughs> want to see these guys die. Well, let, let me ta- let me take the ending because I want to I want to delve a little bit yeah. more into this and we've been going for like oh, 45 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> um, 40 minutes. So uh, he goes in, he goes back in, he's like, nah, I gotta gotta get back in there and Marin's on the ground, he's dead. He tries to do a quick resurrection and the demon at this point is just gone full mocking mode, like laughing at him while he's trying to resurrect Marin. He's trying to get him back. Um, it's, you know, CPR. It's not working. Um, and and, and the, the demon is just laughing at him at this point. It's giggling. Like a schoolgirl giggle. He snaps, right? Completely snaps. And just gets up and starts like beating the piss out of this demon, right? Hmm. And then he gets the demon down on the ground. And yeah, Karis is just like take me, take me, take me, and then you see it like through. Um, they do an effect. It's it's a, it's a dated effect, but it still works in this film for sure. Mm. It's a cross dissolve. It's a split, um, like an overlap in the film where they've got a a, a separate, like you know, a, a separate image, and they just kind of overlay it. You see the demon come out of Reagan briefly. See the demon go into Karis. He he wears makeup and everything real quick. Boom. And he's going to attack Reagan at this point because he is just going to fulfill. Mm. He's in a really strong body now. He's just going to destroy this little girl. But last glimmer, last glimmer. He just snaps out of it for a split second. Sees his mother in the window like his mother is saying, come to me. This is the way out. Runs out that same window um, that uh, Burke was thrown out of earlier. Runs out that same window, and you see the camera go down the stairs with the body. It's a POV. Boom, 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 boom. Down the stairs, down the stairs, down the stairs. To the point where um, all these, you know, there's all these. Bystanders, passerbys everyone sees him. Um, his priest mate from the beginning of the movie, I forget the name, who's actually played by an actual priest, which is kind of cool, um, gives him a confession um, and his last rites as he lays there on
1: the on the concrete, which is important. Um, still, cause last rites, yeah, pretty much because he effectively committed suicide. He wouldn't necessarily. I'm not sure. I can't remember the whole hoo ha, but he wouldn't have. Gone
0: well, no, a well, suicide is a sin. So, yeah. so it was a sin, so yeah. So he
1: would have, last rites sort of atone for that.
0: Yeah, which is why the beginning said, do you have any sins you want to confess? And then they go on to their last rites. And so he has a confession, reconciliation, last rites. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then the film, like, starts wrapping itself up from there. He's, he's down on the ground. He's And it's left, It's it's clear, like, if we don't take any of the other films into account, even though the third film was written by the author, um, if we don't take any of the, you know, the other films into account, and if you're only a fan of the first film, which is, you know, fine because the first film is a masterpiece, um, then your film ends and Karras' story ends and he dies and he takes a demon with him. Um, yeah. There is, there that, is that, more. I'll touch. Correct, on it that's the correct way of view. <laughs> oh, correct, correct, correct. And and the main the main thing that comes out of that is reagan's better she doesn't remember a thing but she does um recognize that the priest is um more or less something that she should feel happy about and like a savior um and and they move on they move to you know their next location to try and move on with their lives uh the detective has seemingly given up on the case because he just wants to make friends that watch movies They happen to be priests and um All's well that ends well.
1: Well, the detective so, comes back um, to investigate the death of Father Karras. Um yes. In the book. and uh, But he kind of just... Um, it's a bit weird. I mean, if, for the fact that he sees... Um, he sees a girl and he doesn't really see a possible motive because really, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, mm. he kind of just lets it slide. I mean, well, I mean that pretty much
0: happens in. See, I don't know if this was in the theatrical cut that I because uh, I'm pretty sure this was extended, added on. Um, but in the film, the film edit, that I, film I saw, that has
1: fucking multiple edits and multiple cuts is it's, it's up. up. <laughs> we love that shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We love it. We love it. But I'm I'm fairly certain. Um, because this this included the spider walk and stuff like that. Like he kind of. He kind of just, yeah, just gives up on it, <laughs> like there and then. <laughs> he just you're just like, oh, Columbo over here. Who, by the way, that just off topic, right? I'm a massive Columbo fan too. Columbo was out before The Exorcist. This guy was just being Columbo. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. throwing it out there.
1: It was being disarming, throwing it, and then asking, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, getting getting comfortable, you know. You know, saying you're a nice lady, and you know getting getting coffee and overstaying his welcome and trying to make friends with people he thinks are suspects you know he's Columbo. anyway it doesn't matter it's, it's still that that's great um so that's how it ends he They just kind of he walks off with the other priest um they become buddies um and he throws the case out the window, and everyone lives happily ever after except
1: the well, priest of character. Implied that the dictator's going to pursue what the fuck happened through this priest, then this priest would probably just tell him. Um, yeah, yeah, I Father guess Paris so. told him to fuck off, pretty much. Um, this priest would probably <laughs> just tell him. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's keep this thing rolling, phones. Give me some yes, of maybe, maybe your top three things that you love about this film. It can be whatever you think. It can be certain scenes, uh, whatever. Tell me, what do you love? Look, 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 look. This
0: movie, this movie is... Uh, by far, we, we did say this, both of us have said this, you know, imagery is so important, like it's not necessarily scary, but it's just full of things that you will remember it's so iconic, you know, there's a reason why it's been parodied, you know, countless times, for countless different medias and all that type of stuff, it is so memorable, so some of my favourite stuff from this um, you know, from my top three is I uh, I like when I'm just trying to figure it out. I, I love that ending. I know <laughs> just, I, I was almost not going to say it, but I love that ending. Um, of it's it's a full circle with Karis. Okay, so I'm going to tie my, my whole three things. I love Karis's story mm-hmm. from start mm-hmm. to finish he because play. it's perfect. He this th- that's the other thing. Character development. He's not even Reagan is like. If this was a modern-day horror film, it would all be about, you know, just let's get the effects out there, boom. This is all about character development. Um, so, Karis, my favorite three things is you're following his story. He's got a start, he's got a middle, he's got an end. But the entire time, all the way through, you've got the Pazuzu demon imagery, right, in Karis's dreams. He dreams, he, he has these dreams where he's running to his mum, and then boom, there's Pazuzu. Pazuzu. There's his mum at the um, the the train station after she passes away. Boom, more Pazuzu imagery. It's almost like he was chosen by the demon to do the exorcist. He was already pre-chosen as a priest that was losing his faith to come in a weak priest. She like it was that's how i perceived it that's why that's my favorite part is his story of overcoming that so yeah man just all three just is all karras like he's got a wicked story i love it
1: um okay so i do not disagree with you in the slightest uh karras is such a fucking strong character and he is portrayed so eloquently that the the as I mentioned, he wasn't the actor was an unknown uh, playwright by the name of Jason Miller. Um, he also he got an Oscar nomination. Um, and okay, this is what I love about the film. One is the imagery. So it's reason why I don't respect horror genre anymore is because they don't take the time to flesh out the the, the good horror takes the time to build anticipation, to build up that anxiety, that stress level, and to, like, like a like a kettle, right? It sort of gets hotter and hotter and hotter until it boils over. And then, when it's boiled over, it simmers back down. Like, that's to me, is how a good horror plot should occur. These uh-huh. days, it's more like gore porn. Let's uh, get just jump scares. Jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. And don't get me wrong, this has a couple of jump scares in it.
0: No, uh, no, no, you are wrong. This this doesn't have jump scares. Oh yes, it does. When this, it, when you see no, the, the demonic
1: faces, and then we see
0: bloody. That's um, not a that's not a jump scare. That's not a jump it's scare. scare is right? not portrayed. It's not portrayed as a jump scare. A jump scare is something that there is a setup. There's a, there's a setup for it. You're anticipating it. It's there, okay, and then it goes. It's a cheap. It's a cheap scare that's set up. None of these shots are set up. So the, that imagery you're talking about, it's randomly thrown in, and it's randomly thrown in to build that anticipation for the final confrontation. All the scares in this movie are all done on screen, right? They're all done on screen. The only thing that's off screen is the death of Burke, but they didn't set that up at all. He just he just he just died off like completely off screen. He was drunk. He disappeared. And that's it. He's dead. So every scary image was set up for you in frame. Everything that Reagan did, the turning of the head, the changing, the eyes rolling backwards, all that, all done in frame. Those little split cuts that we're talking about, that's subliminal imaging throughout the film to imprint that in your head as it builds up. They're not jump scares. Not at all.
1: Sorry for getting on your dick about the definition of a jump scare, but... No, you you, you did, man. You did, (laughs) alright? You can't... You can't put jump scares in the...
0: I'm muting. I'm muting.
1: (laughs) Okay, so... I don't even know where I was going. Anyway, so... so So, basically, it's the fucking vibe of this movie. It starts off ominous. It has a synth fucking tone... Um... Synth, um... Uh it's not theme song I guess, but what's this what's the fucking the word I'm looking for when they score that's it score um score, yeah. it has um the font is this real thin red font exorcist like i said the the shadows of the corridor of the staircase the room it's cold and it's poorly dimly lit and you see the foss out uh, of the mouth when they're speaking you see the um anemic faces of the doctors, because it's cold, of the it's priests, sorry, um, you see the real um, surgery being performed, you see, you see fucking humans, and you see them for what they are, just in the, like, they don't have white mm-hmm. teeth, they don't have perfect hair, you, you the, the, um, the night of the exorcism of, of the fog, it's, fucking perfect when they're in the room and they're performing the ceremony in the first portion of the ceremony as you said they see the statue of the demon and she's reaching out to it, um mm-hmm. and he had that light behind it coming through um the way they transition for the faces uh so when he's um getting possessed when Karis is getting possessed and his face is, is morphing into the demon but then it flashes back to him and then you see his mum um the way they cut in the subliminal um messaging throughout the film. uh, The way they just set the fucking bar in terms of building anticipations. Because the film is called The Exorcist. We all know that this little girl is possessed. This is the ride Mm -hmm. we're taking with these characters to how they get to this point. You're invested. You want to see an innocent... You see this lovely little innocent girl get mutilated by this fucking devil who is just putrid. And then you have this priest that is like, what are you talking about, exorcism? What the fuck are you talking about? It's like not 1800s anymore. Who then, who who is a man of science, sees all this shit and realizes, this is fucking legit. My faith is legit. Who then takes, when the ritual doesn't work, takes the matters into his own hands, is the instrument of God, and decides to fucking end it. Perfect self-sacrifice. I love it. There's one scene where I think it's um, it's pretty much just before Marin arrives, where Karis is interviewing or recording um, recording um, Reagan, and he comes down and he sees see- his collar is off undone and he looks wrecked. His face is gaunt. His eyes are droopy and got shadows and he just sits on the couch and he's just staring at the floor like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and she asks, oh, do you want something to drink? And she's like, yeah, I'll just take a, a scotch, ice and water. And she goes, oh fuck, I have to get the ice and water. He's like, no, no, just give it to me straight. I'll just take it straight. <laughs> I just want it straight. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 bam. <laughs> and and he just, he's <laughs> a fucking drink. And, he, and, and the drink. camera just lingers on him for like two seconds. And you see this man just like, he's a little devoid of energy. He's stressed. He's, it's like he's just come home from a, like a fucking mega day of work, of working 12 hours. And he's come, to, he's just had this epiphany of life. And he's just sitting there realising legitimately, this girl is, one, the devil exists, two, it's in this fucking girl, three, it's up to him to save her. He knows, at that moment, in time, the course of action he has to take. And it's, and it's such a poetic fucking story of, mm-hmm. of how a man who loses faith, gets it back, and doing so, dies. But bittersweet because he saves the innocent soul.
0: Correct, Amanda. And
1: the exorcist. Okay. You think? Well, I guess the titular character is Father Marin. He is the exorcist because he has performed the exorcist before. But the actual exorcist is, I guess you could say, the real ex. The MVP is hardcore marriage. violence. If Marin no, was I'm ten- sorry. Years <laughs> ten years younger he probably would have got the job done without it. Like, he probably would have got the job done. Like, because he's... No,
0: maybe he should have left that old
1: man's makeup at home, huh? Well, well if it was 10 years <laughs> uh, ago, he would have got kidding. the job done. But, yeah. Karis, like I said, he was the instrument of the god, and he fucking
0: and I, the I, job. I still think... Oh, like, my theory with that is still, on, I still reckon... <laughs> I still reckon that the demon wanted that to happen, man. Like, I... My theory oh, with that is him. that... He no gonna, he wanted he to, to possess himself. him. Yeah. He wanted to possess, he wanted to possess him. No, he didn't want him to kill himself. Yeah. I think that he was he was setting him up to to get taken over. And then he was like, Hell yeah, like I'm in a priest's body, this is killer, kind of thing. But then what he didn't expect is for um Karis to just be that yeah. little bit extra strong yeah. and stop him because he even goes he even goes no, like, like he's just that final resisting, you know, that like, final resisting. Be, not gonna win. Yeah, and I reckon that yeah, the demon was like, even though he was <clears throat> he was in Reagan, he was baiting um, with some voodoo magic, man. He was baiting Karras the entire time, man. That's that's why I think. And and here's here's a cool thing about here's a cool thing about this is that this movie, right? They don't. Now, if you're a if you're a filmmaker listening to this, which I don't think you are, but if you are, and you're making a horror movie, all right, and you're gonna make a movie about a possession, I do not want your frickin' film to start off with, Oh, we just moved into a new house. Oh, I'm hearing things in the okay. attic. Oh no, now my daughter's acting strange and I can yeah. see them acting yeah. strange. Yeah. And see. now I gotta Google, mm-hmm. I'm going to Google Demons in thirty-two uh Riverdale Drive. Oh, look at all these things. No, they didn't do none of that in this movie. You didn't need to, right? They did little things like, oh, I found a Ouija board. Where'd you find it? In the cupboard. Okay, cool. All right, it's a rental, whatever. Oh, do you know how to play it? No, there's a little bit there. Not enough. Not enough for you to go, oh, this is an obvious possession. You're still putting the pieces together. And then from there, every scene that has Reagan, there's something strange in the neighborhood. Every scene, there's something different. Right? And each scene, it's almost like you've skipped at least a week with her. Because she's just like massively worse. And then the next scene. How much worse can she get? The next scene. Worse. This is how you make a movie. Alright? So, if you're listening to this and you're going to make the next exorcism of Emily Rose the third, just copy this movie. Don't try your own thing. You don't need to. It's already done for you. Um, or just don't make it. I...
1: I, I... <laughs> love the fact that um, as well they don't spend a lot of time explaining how she got possessed it's like yes it's just it just happened I mean that's not the point of the movie and I guess the mm-hmm. sequels then this is what I hate about the sequels I, okay this is what I hate about fandom in general you get a good film right
0: yeah and, and you then want to know all the things
1: and then what they try to do is in fill in so much back back tail background bullshit off of that success of the of the first film, that they lose what the first film was really about. The first film yeah. isn't about the demon doesn't have a name because he gives a fuck. It's the devil, you know. Maren says it. He has many names. He gives a fuck, but there's only one. The devil. He, that's him. Yeah. You don't need to worry about backstories or fucking. Oh, let me fill you in what's happening. On. He's like yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about that. It's the devil. That's it. And, and the devil has chosen to possess this girl, and we have to save this, this girl's soul. That's it. You don't need to fucking fill it in with fucking, oh no, but the dude's name Pazuzu, and he comes from this fucking thing, and he comes, and he, he, what he does is he possesses people with this fucking mental ability to heal. Shut the fuck up. you fucking, you're, you're getting, more, like, you just, the sequels, that's what I hate about sequels that just, all they do, that, you, you're missing the point you're missing the fucking point if they want to make a sequel of this film it's pretty much to do the same thing but again <laughs> right that's what it is and you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice simple as that this is lightning in a bottle it's fucking at close to as perfection as you can get now Phony we've been talking for a while um, mm-hmm. getting close to over now. oh we are over now can you, That's all right. If, can you just quickly, 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 just give us a rundown yeah, 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 of what
0: yeah, yeah,
1: happens next yeah, yeah, yeah. in the sequel. Uh, right, right. So, um, I okay, so Exorcist 3, because I, I watched that off the back of your recommendation. I haven't seen number 2 and I pretty much haven't seen any of the other ones.
0: Well, Exorcist 3, I have only seen, I think, once or twice, man, and maybe even just once, I don't know, but it's only good for one scene. And again, we'll get I, it, well, I've got to rewatch it. Anyway, Um, Exorcist 2 was, okay, so just so you know, like, Exorcist is like an 8 out of 10 movie on IMDb, whatever it is, okay? Exorcist 2 was a 3.2 out of 10, right? It is absolute dog shit. Um, I don't really remember too much. I actually own this movie. Um, most movies I own, I know everything about them, okay? I don't, it just came in a two-pack with The Exorcist. I think I put it in and I didn't even finish it. Um, Reagan's going through some um hypnosis stuff um there's some thing with a priest and some sexual tension i think she was only 14 years old at the time i don't know and um that's the end of that chapter uh it's a really bad movie um exodus 3 comes along um a, r- a lot later i believe it was the 90s because brad dorif was in it um and they bring back father caris and i believe exodus 3 I did say at the beginning, it is written... It's, it's actually directed um, by William Peter Blatty, and it's, um, it's based on his book, Legion, as well, um, which is an Exorcist sequel. Uh, so, Karis is alive, but his brainstem is messed up from the jump, and I believe the demon is trapped in him, but he's going through this Gemini killer um, look I have to rewatch it. It is actually a hard movie to get your hands on. Um, I have to rewatch it, but I just know that it is it is regarded as a decent movie. It's got a fairly decent, you know, rating for a horror movie. Not like great, like six and a half out of ten, but for a horror movie, that's alright. So it's watchable. Um, it did get like a couple award nominations. It also got a Raspberry nomination as well, um, and it's got one wicked jump. Scare in that movie. Um, so if you do watch it, at least watch it for that jump scare, because it's one of the best um, film jump scares of all time, and will forever be in that top ten ranking video. Sorry. It's on YouTube. You can just Google. It's on
1: YouTube. Not the film. The jump scare.
0: Yeah, just Google the jump scare. That's pretty much what you need to do. Yeah. Um, okay. Then there was two prequels that were released in the same year. <laughs> <laughs> um, which had the same cast, I'm pretty sure. Um, but okay, so the deal. Th- or something. Is that the same shit? That's got nothing to do. Oh, right. That's got nothing to do with this. Yeah. That's not a bad movie. Um, but it's got nothing to do with this. So, um, so the two prequels in 2004 were released in the same year because what happened was they made Dominion a sequel to the Pre Exorcist. Uh, the studio didn't like it. They didn't want it. So they made Exorcist the beginning it got released, it was like, eh, it's not really a true... He's
1: saying there's two prequels in the same year?
0: There is two prequels that were made right. at the exact same time with the same actor playing, um, with the same actor playing Marin.
1: Um, oh, so... It's based so on, oh, yeah, that's right. It's based on Marin's um, Exorcism in Africa, right, in the 50s.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yes, yes. So, so, Exorcist, the beginning, was retooled from Paul Schroeder's already completed Dominion prequel to the Exorcist. Okay. But then, so it was retooled from that. But then what happened was the reviews for Exorcist the Beginning were really negative and it wasn't a financial success. So then the other guy who made, um, uh, Paul Schrader, who I just mentioned, or however you say his name, he was allowed to release his already completed film, Dominion, that they just didn't want because they were like, nah, that's nah, too boring or whatever. And it was somewhat better reviewed. But we're still mostly negative. So I was like, "Oh, we got this better prequel, but it's actually shit." So, <laughs> the, <laughs> so they released two prequels. Both were crap. Both bombed. I I don't know which one. I, I think I've seen bits of the beginning because it was on TV. I, I don't I don't think I've seen Dominion. I've been mean, meaning to watch them at some point, but
1: so uh, Dominion came out in two
0: thousand five. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But the Dominion was completed before the better. beginning no so the minion was made right they were like nah 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 it's not good enough it's too boring rah, rah 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 so they retooled it um reworked it and then they released the beginning which was released in august 20 2004 um and i actually remember seeing two posters because we got these movies a bit late in australia we actually got them both at the same time um, so they both were releasing in the cinema, uh, the old Norwood cinema. <laughs> Fucking hell. I remember these posters up in the, uh, on display. Um, and so um, then that's when they Stella were like, Scarf okay, God well, you've plays already. Plays. I'm just yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah Stellan Skarsgård Stella plays, um, plays Marin. So look, here's the thing. All right. You've got, and the TV series. I don't know anything about the TV series. So you've got.
1: Apparently the TV series is really good. On, I think it's on
0: Prime. Oh, wait. Well, maybe we should check it out. <laughs> I, I, I'll so, I'll be down to watch it. We'll make it. We'll make it a day. We'll go get ice cream. It'll be great. So, you, the, you've got this movie that is just a fucking epic hit. It's it's broken ground. It's you know, it's done all these controversial things like defaced the Virgin Mary and did these things to a little girl. and, and it was just a really good, well made movie. On top of all that, you can't go any better than that. And it just proves it because you've got one, two, three, four movies that all were just shit. The only saving grace was the third film, but that was just like that was like a, eh, it's good for one scene. That's about it. Oh, and Brad Doris' performance was pretty good too, but that's that's honestly that's it. So there you go. That's a rundown of the sequels to The Exorcist.
1: don't understand the Dominion. I don't get why they refilm a sequel. Sequ- I think,
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know. It's just I don't know. Which is, which one's so better though? Have you seen them both? Well, the the beginning. No, so just based on reputation, I think I've seen the. Be- I know I've seen. Know I've not seen enough of the beginning, um, and the beginning I think is on something I've got. It's either on Stan or Prime, but um, yeah. The the beginning is meant to be worse. Um, but the Dominion's not far off. Dominion is m- more highly regarded amongst fans, like the, be- the better of two evils, but so like, here's, mark, the thing, is here's the thing.
1: the Dominion th- prequel to The Exorcist. Oh my God, that is the Correct. Th- title I've ever heard.
0: Correct. You know, it didn't even make its budget. Like, I don't even think it cracked the million mark. Or oh, maybe it did, so I don't know. It was like million, a
1: third. weren't happy with it, and they remade it with the beginning and released mm-hmm. it at the same time.
0: Yep, yeah, so they remade it. So they weren't happy with Dominion. They remade it, retooled it, remade, like it's the same movie, right? But they just retooled or whatever to the beginning. The beginning bombed and they were like, oh, well, we've already got this movie. It's made. You can release that. Let's see if we can save it. And yeah.
1: Wow, that's crazy. And that's what I mean, guys. At- Franchises and fandom are, are the death of a good cinema. They really are. Don't get on my high horse about... About shit off. I don't know how to do that too much, but it's better to have. Like, there's only like I reckon, honestly, illegit- and I mean this sincerely, cross hand on my heart. There's probably maybe. I want to say. I'm just off the top of my head. There's probably like, maybe three sequels that worked out well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking Godfather two, um, Terminator two. I know, I know what people, and people might be saying, "Well, that's not very highbrow," but Terminator 2 is probably the best action movie of all time. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else? Maybe, maybe Lethal Weapon 2, perhaps. I don't know. Like, alright, Aliens, but aliens,
0: oh, like, like right. sorry guys,
1: <laughs> like sequels that are better than originals. It's like there's, it's not many. Like it's, it's really hard. Was... Oh, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight's definitely one. Uh, Emperor Strikes Back, probably yes. another one. Um,
0: look, look, look. Here's the thing. You know, a impossible. sequel doesn't have it's to be. Impossible. Yeah, a sequel doesn't have to be better than the original. But like, I mean, all you have to do is just watch The Exorcist Part Two, all right? Yeah. And then you'll know exactly where I'm coming from here. Is that? And then, and then they wait like another thirty years or I don't know, twenty years, or whatever, before they make the next sequel. And then it's another twenty years or fifteen or whatever it was to make the next one. And then fifteen years later, they make a TV series, and you know. Uh, they're just cash grabs. They're cash grabs, you know. They they remade, um, you know. They re- kept. They keep releasing, for example, Hellraiser movies, um, to just hold on to that the rights to those to that movie, you I, know.
1: And I it's think horror is that though, right? Like horror, horror could horror be is the law of diminishing returns. They come up with a golden idea. And they fucking run them yeah. to the ground, like there's really.
0: Oh yeah, secrets. they they do. Yeah, they run it to the ground, but the fans secret are so that loyal that keep coming back. I don't, and
1: cheap yeah.
0: I don't. But I don't think that there's like a massive fan base that loves all these movies. You know, there's the fans like us of The Exorcist, and that's it. Whereas you have guys who have every single Hellraiser movie or whatever because they're total, complete utter fanboys. But yeah. Anyway, look. Final verdict on The Exorcist for me this this movie. Look, I don't really have any flaws with it. No. I do think that, no, no, no. Look, if I have to be nitpicky, the first 10 minutes I feel don't have to be there. No, I think it's they it's in, the I 70s, think man. think they what it me. is
1: that's what they do. They let they let they let films find their feet, so to speak. They don't really rush, it doesn't have that yeah. quick edit. Of-
0: I know, no, 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 I know, but I they still had plenty of time to build up. I just don't think that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know what? Forget what I said. The movie's great. Watch it, enjoy it. Sit down with your children, <laughs> have a blast. It's a, good, it's a <laughs> be the cool mum for a change. I hear you out there, Betty Boop. Be the cool mum. Let your kids watch The Exorcist. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about this. It's
1: it's freaking awesome. Uh, my final words are, it is literally cinema. 70 cinema is the best. Is the best period of film. I could write, write all of why, but I, I, it's fantastic. It, it falls into that category of iconic filmmaking. It's revolutionary with the effects. It is um, groundbreaking, groundbreaking with the story. Um, it is vulgar. It is... Graphic. It is disgusting. That's why it's a horror. It is overlaid with suspense and it's overlaid with tension and anxiety and pain and suffering. A mother wanting her daughter back. A, a priest trying to get salvation, trying to rescue your soul, trying to defeat the devil. It's fucking beautiful. It it is very faithful to the book. It's it's truly a must watch. And I'm talking to everyone, you know, in, maybe in the late 20s or early 20s who hasn't seen a lot of this old-school films. you got to watch it, all right? Must watch. And with that, we've been talking long enough. I think we'll wrap this bad boy up. And as always, you can find us on SoundCloud, Twitter, and iTunes. Uh, I might start tweeting again. I don't know. Right, who cares? But uh, until <laughs> next week, <laughs> I'll catch you later, fans. Captain, howdy. Ciao, ciao.